two words podcast welcome my name is john berkey and with me as always is the face that runs the place it's radio matt how you doing man <laughs> i'm good that was a good intro thank you <laughs> i appreciate that i work uh hard on those i try i try i try to make them better i try hey, to get yo. something good every time hey yo hey yo <laughs> We're actually going to be talking about him later on today because today, well, not because, it makes me sound like I don't like him. Today, our two words <laughs> are bad gimmicks. That's right. We're going to be talking about the worst gimmicks out that wrestling has ever put forth. And I'm not just talking about the gobbledygooker or the stormbreaker or, or Shockmaster. Shockmaster. Shockmaster, was, <laughs> Shockmaster was the guy. Uh, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the bad gimmicks that they really laid into uh, <laughs> that were just awful. We are also going to go over uh, the most recent Royal Rumble, of which uh, I won our predictions challenge. So I am the Two Words Podcast Champion. The inaugural the, the first. very first. I was really worried I wasn't going to be the first it champion was close. of my own podcast. It was close, man. It was very close. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, uh, but first, as always, we have some uh, we have some some news going on. Yeah. Um, uh, first, uh, that that I have here, uh, Stephen Cutler, formerly of the Forgotten Sons, formerly of the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Has officially been future endeavored. <laughs> That's not true. He didn't get future endeavored because they didn't even wish him that. He just they just released he, him. He posted on Twitter uh, about about a week ago. Said, "Unfortunately, today I was released. It was shocking to say the least. But I am excited about the future and all possibilities in front of me. Thanks for your continued support. Ninety days. The countdown begins. Is that the?" Uh... Non-compete clause, just 90 days? So, yeah, so everybody, they always have non-compete clauses, which I think are kind of garbage nowadays. Kind of bunk, yeah. Um, because, I mean, this started back in, like, the the 90s when everybody was jumping ship right. to and one that place made, and the it other. made sense then. And I guess it kind of makes sense now with AEW, but it's like, yeah. if you're going to take away my ability to work... Yeah, if you're going to fire company, me... At least let me go make money somewhere else. Yeah. You if, obviously don't want me on your brand. So, I mean, it makes sense if like, someone's leaving what's, to go to AEW. But yeah. if you're fired, just let them go wrestle somewhere what's else. What's weird is that if I'm fired, the contract is broken. So why do I still have to follow the contract's 90-day non-compete clause? That's a good question. We why need a you, lawyer. I mean, their lawyers put that in there, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all <laughs> legally above board, but it's kind of it's kind of garbage. But um, this is not something that bums me out terribly because we really haven't seen him there was nothing uh, he was barely on tv with baron corbin a few times right yeah 
and they hadn't pushed a storyline forward. I know that they were going to be running a storyline with uh, with Murphy. That's what the rumor and that was. Has yeah. Been, yeah, that has now been redacted. Taken out. Uh, which would have been nice because it would have been an update from the Murphy dates a teenager yeah, storyline. Uh, <laughs> Murphy dates a teenager for a year, a solid year. Gosh. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't with that. Um, And also like the reason he got fired, I'm kind of like, yeah, because. uh, I don't think I've even heard the reason. So the rumors that I have heard, and and I'll say this is just speculation. This is, these are, I do not confirm. I have not confirmed these rumors that I have read, Um, but apparently he tested positive for COVID and then didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Can't do that. Especially when, like, your top star has leukemia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, can't come do on, that. dude. You can't do that kind of stuff. So, uh, he's dating Deanna Perazzo. I didn't know that. From Impact. Yeah, apparently, I think they're dating. They take a lot of pictures together, and she was bummed <laughs> out that he got fired. <laughs> so... Maybe they're not Dave. Maybe they're just really good friends. Maybe they're the. Maybe they're just really good friends because they're like two of the only conservative people in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> like they're the only Jesus. two people that voted for Trump. So they're like, well, we might as well. You're just <laughs> forwarding all kinds of rumors today. All guess sorts of who's rumors. dating. <laughs> guess who's not dating anymore though? Hmm. Keith Lee and Mia Kim. Mia Yim. That's that's misleading the way you introduce that. <laughs> Because they're engaged. <laughs> ba, 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 That's pretty cool. Ba, ba. That's pretty cool. That's good for him. I, That's also why he missed the uh, Royal Rumble. Really? Did we even notice that he wasn't in the Royal Rumble? I noticed. Yeah, I didn't notice right away. But then I found out, yeah, he couldn't because Mia Kim tested positive for COVID like the day before. Oh, wow. And so she would miss the Rumble as well. But uh, That's why you don't live in sin. <laughs> That's why you don't do that. Just just living, living the devil's workplace. <laughs> the more this goes on, the more you sound like the church lady. <laughs> just going Could on, going on with, with your speculations and rumors. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, god! People who didn't live in sin made it to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People well, who didn't live mm-hmm. with their lady friends. I mean, Seth Rollins, I guess is, Seth Rollins to... is married, right? They got married. Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like think Seth made it back. The, well, so it's so hard to know that because like they don't change their last names. That's true. So you know what? I think they did get married. I'm pretty I sure I remember they, seeing a I, Instagram I, something or other. I don't think they got married before she got pregnant, which I'm not here to really judge, but really? Cause it sounds like you've been. You've been here to just judge. <laughs> Sounds like that's all you're doing. Um, you know. <laughs> this is not what we do here, guys. I no. promise. I'm happy. I am happy for. I'm happy for Keith Lee. He's he he's a nice guy, and uh, I I want to see him happy. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes you think of something and you're about to say it, and then you're like, "Don't say that." No. Do not do not say that on a live microphone. Now it's just wild speculation as now to what you were going to say. Trust me, whatever you're speculating is could be could be worse. I don't know. So what do you got? 
Uh, honestly, I don't have a whole list here. Okay. You have a list of things? I have a list of some things. So I have stuff that I could bring up, but I want to make sure I don't step on your list. So. Um, I mean, like, there's my list. Uh, I came prepared with hey, notes. Hold on, what? What's up? John Cena ain't going to be at WrestleMania? John Cena is most certainly not going to be. Well, wow. <laughs> Rumor mill. He says he's not going to. Um, yeah, Cena said that uh, he really wants to make it, mm. but if he he and he could make it to Tampa and then fly back to Canada, but he's got to be in Canada filming Peacemaker because they're making a Peacemaker oh, TV show. That's right, they are out of his character from the Suicide Squad. They are, um, they are. And he's he's like, if I if I went down to Tampa for one day to do WrestleMania, it would put production off by like three weeks jeez so um he's this is not the first time he's yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not the first time he said he's not gonna be a wrestlemania what he's gonna do there i don't know but he'll be there if he just comes out and raps again i'm fine with that <laughs> uh i mean typically most of the things that i bring up are just things that i like going on with the storylines right yeah, now yeah. i very much enjoyed seeing edge go around to all three of the shows all three brands you know that was really you know, good right? and it, was, it was nice you forget how good he is yeah yeah it's because like there was when he went on nxt um he interrupted Pete Dune and uh, Prince Fergus. Can't think of his name. Finn Balor. Yeah. <laughs> his name was Prince. He was Fergal. Right. His real name right. is Fergal, and he went right. by Prince Fergus for a while. That's <laughs> total sidetrack. Um, but he showed up, and he said something to Pete Dune. He's like, you remind me a lot of myself from like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And Pete Dune kind of like shrugged him off, and Edge was like, yeah, I shrugged like that too 10 years ago. And I'm like, man, that's just so cool. Like, that's such good quality stuff. And it was cool because it, it didn't feel like he was doing the same bit every show. Yeah. Like, every appearance that he made was a different situation, including yeah. SmackDown, where... It was Roman that actually came out and, you know, yeah. called him out first. Yeah. I think I've seen what you've been doing. I've seen you've been going to all the shows. Well, uh, that's that's yeah. the rumor is that um, Meltzer's reporting that he uh, he's going to be he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns, which I kind of go back and forth on like whether or not I think that's a great idea. Spear versus spear, man. Yep. Just who do you think has the best spear between Edge and Roman Reigns? Uh, it, edge. Really? To me, Edge is just... I feel like it's Roman, and for one reason. Edge and Goldberg both tend to go low, like at the hip area. Yeah. Roman hits you in the chest. Yeah. That's why Roman's injured more people. That's true. <laughs> He'll knock you out. Anyway. I mean, that's, that's how Rey Mysterio killed a guy. No, that's not how that happened. Was kicking, was hitting him in the chest. <laughs> um, we should probably stop saying that. Rey Mysterio is a nice enough he's person. A, he's a fantastic guy. He's a Christian. He was acquitted. <laughs> Is he a Christian? Oh yeah, we should get him. I mean, he's a, he's he's different than what we are in that he's Catholic and we're, we're we lean Baptist and that's a very <laughs> I was like where how wide because I grew up Catholic and it's a very wide yeah. wide chasm between how the two religions operate. But yes, yeah, he's a he's a believer. I've heard him talk about it. Yeah, we should try to get him. <clears throat> And again, of course. Send an email to his people. He's good friends with uh, Sonny Sandoval from P.O.D. <sighs> P.O.D. Had made oh, his right. theme song. That's the yeah. Booyaka Booyaka. That's Sunday. Sonny they Sandoval. They didn't curse right in that one, did they? They didn't they... curse in any of their songs. They had a a character who cursed like behind a 
like didn't say it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Unlike Five Iron Frenzy, which I've found Five out Iron Frenzy cussed in their latest the album. <laughs> Uh, what's happening? And their and their reason for it was like their explanation when asked was so lame to me. Like it was it was a, it was a song about like and this is way off track and not wrestling at all. Don't but care. I, I need to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a song uh, like a rebellious song. And it's called "So We Say" and it's about you know like kind of youth revolting kind of thing, which is a gimmick that they've done most of their career. Uh, and in one of the lines, he says, "We're going to tell the adults to kiss our." A word, and they're like, "Why? Why? What? What was? What was the reasoning behind that?" And he's all, "Well, we felt like uh, we felt like we couldn't do the show. I mean, do the song without using that word." <laughs> I'm like, you, "Do you know Just how big sure. the English language is? You can you know, convey a lot of things. Do you know how writing works?" <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'm cool. With, I'm cool. With, <laughs> Recentering. Um, I'm cool with uh, Roman Reigns and Edge. Like I said, Meltzer's reporting that, but um, I've just come to not really give much weight to what Meltzer says. I don't think it's Meltzer's fault either. I think right now, well, the whole COVID season, WWE has been in this mode where like they don't know where they're going to go, and it's often the night before or sometimes the day of any given show. Things just completely change. I've heard horror stories of guys who, like, they memorize their promos and they get everything done. Oh. And then, like, two hours before showtime, Vince comes in and is like, nope. <laughs> we're, do- we're doing Scrap something it all. <laughs> is Buddy Murphy still dating that teenager? <laughs> Bring her in! We need a 30-minute segment. Um, make everybody uncomfortable. Make it happen. Uh... Shifting over to AEW, Kenta is over in AEW. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm not caught up on AEW. I think I missed last week's, and of course I missed yesterday's. It's gotten really good. But I have seen bits, and I saw uh, him attack uh, Moxley, right? Yeah. Yeah, with the purple hair. At um, ba- uh, at, uh beach, beachfront, beach bash, break. Bash, no, not bash. Be- beach, beach break. Beach break. Yeah, beach the break. one that I hated. Yeah. Beach break. Blah. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, and I don't even really know all that much about Kanta, but yeah. I know enough about him to be excited. And so this is the, this is setting up a match that's actually happening in New Japan, right? This isn't an AEW yeah. match. Well, because uh, because uh, John Moxley John Moxley is IWGP champion. Correct? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's really. It's cool in one aspect that AEW wrestlers are getting involved with other companies on the regular and it not being a big deal. It's cool to kind of mix it up between AEW New Japan, AEW Impact, and all that. But at the same time, it makes you feel like you have to pay attention to so much more stuff to understand what's happening. Yeah. I and that. I already have a lot of that with WWE, and I don't want that with AEW, too. Well, AEW is definitely more of a... People who are really into this—that mm-hmm. that's kind of where they're becoming. But I'm old enough to remember a uh, wrestling promotion that was on TNT that had a very good relationship with New Japan, and I forget how that worked out for them. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Um, no, I think I think it's really good. I think it sets up for a lot of different opportunities. Um, 
I, I've I've been saying this for years. You know, if companies would just trade within, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, we'll let you borrow this guy, and we'll keep paying his contract. If later on we can borrow this guy, and oh yeah, it would you be can pay his contract, be, and everybody would be would be great. It would be awesome to have crossover stories between AEW and WWE. I think Tony Khan hates Vince McMahon, though. Absolutely, but I think once Vince McMahon <laughs> passes away. Triple H will be into it because he's already said as much. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, we'd be open to working with those guys. A hundred percent. Do you think any of those guys would be interested in working with WWE again? I honestly think think most of the the heat that people have with WWE boils down to Vince. Yeah. I don't know. I know of less than a handful of people who have any kind of beef with Triple H. And if he's the one that's going to be running creative afterwards... Which he should be, be great. Then I think it opens up the world. He will show us the world. Bum, 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 bum. Um, yeah, no, I think it'd be great. What else are you liking? Because <laughs> I got one more thing. Well, I think we should talk about it because we're long in this segment, and that's the only other thing. Oh, really my hole! <laughs> the weirdest. <laughs> If you didn't catch uh, on the most recent Monday Night Raw, uh, Nia Jax was having a uh, match with Lana. Yeah, Lana. I was going to say Lita. And I'm still loving this storyline between the two. Yeah, somehow it hasn't grown stale. (laughs) Um, And uh, Nia Jax went for a leg drop on the outside of the apron, and she landed on her tailbone. And apparently she landed hard enough to scream and then shout, ow, my butt, flip over a table and yell, my hole! (laughs) She had so much time between it happening because she moaned a lot before she even said, ow, my butt. She's just like, ah, ah, ah. Like she... (laughs) Like, she had enough time to reason with herself, like, don't say this on national television. That was like, nope, I'm saying it on national It'll television. It'll be the only thing you're known for for the rest of your yeah. career. Ow, my uh, hole. A couple of questions. One, how, at, at what point were you just like, I'm going to scream it. it. It hurts that bad. <laughs> I mean, I've been there. Yeah. I've had a situation like that. But I'm not going to yell it on national TV. Yeah. Uh, no, she's she's in great spirits about it, though. Yeah, you saw her tweet about it. it. She's all, I'm getting a whole lot of encouragement ah. from you guys. <laughs> I showed uh, it to Hillary, and stuff. Hillary's like, yeah, but she's got so much padding. Like, how, how hard do you have to hit your tailbone? That don't matter. That don't matter, man. <laughs> I know all about that. It don't matter none. You can get there. And that should make it, uh, that should make you understand just how painful it must be. It's got to be. If, <laughs> if you had to fight through all That's of this. It's going to be my new favorite sound bite. To get to, <laughs> we'll not be adding that to our sound rotation. I think so. we should. <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> well, that's it for that segment. But uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be going over the Royal Rumble. Yeah. We're going to be going over the Royal Rumble. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
the bottom line is, I've been trying to get this thing fixed for months, and nobody's done anything, and it's ugly, and it's dangerous, and it's government-owned, and you need to do something about it. Okay. I'll do something about it. Really? Yes, we, I will help you. Is that a promise? It's more than a promise. It's a pinky promise. I pinky promise all of you that I will help and I will go to that location tomorrow and we will fill in that pit and then when that's done, we're gonna put a park on the land. In the first episode of the first season of Parks and Recreation, the pilot, we see Ann Perkins come to a community meeting where she gets to voice her concerns about the pit that is in the lot next to her house that her boyfriend, Andy Dwyer, fell in and broke both of his legs. Leslie Note from the Parks Department is leading this meeting, and not only does she promise to fill in the pit, she pinky promises. And she plans to put a park in the lot on top of the filled in pit. And that is the beginning, that's the start, that's the, the jumping off point for this entire series. But it can also bring us a lesson. Do you mind doing it somewhere else? I'm trying to watch TV. Perhaps now more than ever, I think it's pretty clear to say that not many people actually trust the government to do what they say they're going to do. And so Leslie Nope feels compelled to not only promise something, but to go a step beyond and say, no, I, I pinky promise it, which, you know, is a, a bit of a childish way to say, no, I take this very, very seriously. I'm not just flippantly saying I promise something, I mean it. But that actually speaks to a larger problem with society. There's too many of us who are willing to say something without actually meaning it, even promise something without actually meaning it. Matthew 5.37 tells us to let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. Honestly, it's kind of a big downer that we live in a world where we can't trust each other with our word. In fact, that we have to promise, we have to swear, we have to give an oath that what we're saying is indeed actually true, but it's also kind of unavoidable, not just in government, but in society in general. But there is something that you can do. You yourself can be trustworthy. Don't say something unless you mean it. Don't promise you'll do something unless you're going to do it. In fact, make it to the point where people can trust your word without you having to qualify anything as a promise or you swearing to do something. Let people see you as genuinely truthful, honest, and trustworthy. And help people see society with a heart so full of hope. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch on the Back Row Morning Show every Monday, right here on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. I'm still John and he's still Matt. Um, accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Another one. Um, uh, so the Royal Rumble happened. Yes, it did. It uh, indeed did happen. Was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Um, and it was a good Royal Rumble. It was It was at least a solid B, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say a high B. High B. I'd definitely say a high B sure. at the very least. Um, uh, we saw, we saw some great matches. The, the Royal Rumble winners made me happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, aside from losing the title belt to you, but yeah. yes, uh, I, I, I very won. much, we call we kind of called, uh, Bel Air. 
Like we, we both, we both assumed that Bel Air was going to win because yeah. she deserved to win. All the signs are pointing that she was going to win, and been pretty pretty fun following yeah. her since then on the shows. Um, but yeah, Edge was kind of a a toss up because we'd ha- heard a lot of rumors that it would yeah. be eight different people, but it was really leaning Daniel Bryan at one point. No, definitely. And uh, it kind of felt like an audible to give it to Edge, but a good one. I feel like this was a last-minute decision that yeah. was the, definitely the right choice. Oh, it was definitely a good choice. Yeah. Um, the Men's Royal Rumble, <laughs> I didn't find it to be as interesting as the Women's Royal Rumble. The Women's which Royal was Rumble was better, yeah. Interested in or interested by. Um, there weren't really any like, surprise entrants. Not huge ones, anyway. They had the ones that they kind of always have. They had the Hurricane. Carlito hadn't been around in a while. Yeah. That was nice to see. But nothing. So I guess he's coming back. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. That's he's all that. But not, uh, nothing huge. Yeah, but nothing huge. Nothing they, they knock didn't you really off. have any, like, the old superstars. It's cool to see Seth Rollins back. I mean, that was kind of a surprise. That was their big surprise, I think, they were banking on because he's been gone for. And as we a few talked months. about, Keith Lee uh, wasn't there because. I don't think he had COVID. I think they were just being prepared. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That he might. Yeah, and if he wasn't going to win it, why? Right, right, right. Why put him? Why in put, it? put people? He's been in enough rumble. Sure. He's been in enough rumble matches and big matches. He's had those moments. They're fine. Kane was in the. Kane was in it, right? Yeah, we made a whole Kane. bunch of jokes about how aren't you supposed to be uh, running your your town, your town? Mayor, Mayor yeah. Jacobs? You were trying to win enough money to fill, <laughs> fill in some potholes. Um, <laughs> so I guess let's just kind of go down down the line. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Asuka and Charlotte Flair for the tag team, for the women's tag team titles. Um, I thought that was an okay match. Uh, Especially because that was a... Ten and a half minutes of the pre-show. Pre-show match, you know. yeah. Surprisingly, it was a pre-show Not match. Not bad. It was all right. I, it wasn't bad at all. Um, I mean, they're all pretty good wrestlers, and yeah, Nia might not be the best wrestler, but she's usually pretty fun to watch because she's a powerhouse. She's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre defeated Goldberg for the WWE Championship. It was a decent match. It was, and um, it went on a lot longer than I expected it to. Even even with Goldberg's weird shorts. Yeah, that's all I could focus on for a while. Those are just Jimmy John shorts with his own tattoo on them instead. It was weird, though, that because Goldberg attacked him like outside the ring before, Mm -hmm. which is a generally heel thing to do. But then at the end of the match, he's like, yeah, you You got it, it, kid. Way to go. (laughs) Why he's from Boston now. Dude's from Atlanta, Georgia. You got it, kid. You make us, you make us proud, Drew. You make us proud. Yeah, I mean, no, I can still see that working out. You know, if if you're uh, if you're gonna employ heelish tactics to uh, try and win, and you still get bested, you know, let's say it's a it's a bit of respect. Maybe not yeah. a maybe not a celebration thing, not a like a good game, but more yeah. of a all right. You beat me fair and square. Even when I wasn't playing fair and square, so. it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, all 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 told, um, I thought it was a pretty decent match. That was probably uh, my my favorite match with Goldberg in it in the last five years. Easily, good. Yeah. Well, it was the best match with Goldberg. Definitely in it. the best, but but just entertaining um, wise. Yeah, uh, Sasha Banks defeated Carmella for the um, women for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was all right. You're trying to remember the match. I really am. You're like, I don't even remember them. Well, I know it was all right because I was not really disappointed with any of the matches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really don't remember it. I must have been eating during that one. <laughs> Can only focus, focus on, on that, so many things. On that Detroit style pizza yeah. hut pizza, which yeah. was Supp- also really the surprise entrance, entrance of the night <laughs> was the Detroit style pizza that didn't taste like garbage. <laughs> um, like straight garbage. Yeah, I, th- I thought that for me, that was the best Sasha Banks match I've seen in a really long time. Mm. Um, and y'all know me, I'm not a huge Sasha Banks fan. Um, I may have mentioned that once or twice, <laughs> but I mean, I think she really proved that, that when she's not wrestling somebody that she's wrestled nine times already, she can keep it fresher. Yeah. And actually I am enjoying her character just in general since winning the, uh, since winning the title and kind of leaving the Sasha versus Bailey stuff behind. And I like Cause that Carmella. just got so stale and Carmela is leaning into this new persona really yeah. well. The sommelier is fun. It's a yeah. whole thing. It's a whole thing, Even and it's, the, it's entertaining. The sommelier never has wine. He really doesn't. Which is but it's really not, important. I enjoy, I enjoy He's the bad show. at his job. <laughs> but I, I, I've always wanted Carmela to get away from the Princess of Staten Island thing, because they came up with that so that she could tag with... Well, they came up with it, and then they wound up putting her with um, Enzo and Big Cass. Enzo and Cass. And that was well, part of that was part of their that was part of their entrance. And this is Carmella, and she's smoking hot. <laughs> and you can't teach that, which I think you can teach that, because lots of people <laughs> learn how to become more attractive. <laughs> There's lots of YouTube videos about it, but that's John has a whole playlist if you need it. Just I, <laughs> I watch a lot of makeup tutorials. I know I have a daughter. I'm gonna have to know these things. Mm. I kind of hope I'm not having a daughter <laughs> just uh, for that reason. I don't want to get into that. <sighs> yeah, but you got those boys. Like, do you really want another boy? You know your boys. I'm, you know, I'm. I don't know if I want either. Let's just. Not, <laughs> let's just <laughs> but we're in it. You so, heard I mean, it here first. No, you heard no it here first, in, folks. No Matt back. doesn't want this kid. <laughs> no turning back now. <laughs> we're in this thing. So. Um. <laughs> He does love you, Deidre. Um, <laughs> women's Royal Rumble match: Bianca Belair won, uh, yeah, which, which we which we we called. <clears throat> like I said, I, I thought it was a really good. It was probably the best women's Rumble match so far. I mean, it's it, it's definitely in the top. Um, it had all of the things that made a good Royal Rumble match a good Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. But there were. Um, I think the first that first year where it was the main event, like it yeah. was the last thing that went on. Oh yeah. I really liked that one. Like I yeah. remember walking away from that saying, That is better than I could have ever expected this to be. I wish Molly Holly had come out though. Yeah, Molly Holly. Um I love seeing I love seeing Molly Holly at forty six do moonsaults. <laughs> it's impressive. That's but actually, I feel like I feel this way about most of the women's Royal Rumbles. I feel like they've all been pretty good. Yeah. Which is sad that I'm surprised by that. But I guess it's just because it was such a a new concept five years ago or however long it's been since they've been doing this. But I, you know, it just reminds me of the fact that 
I'm so happy we've moved beyond like the divas title era yeah. where it was more about looking cat, hot cat fights and yeah and showing skin and not yeah. about athleticism and being treated more on the same playing field level just, playing field just remember folks if we ever uh do a watch along for an old pay-per-view and we watch wrestlemania 17 do remember there was a pillow fight yikes oh they've had all kinds of terrible oh they were awful bra and panties matches uh mud wrestling fights this is that time sable came out in a potato sack mm-hmm. and ooh, and then nothing else after that yikes nothing very little else Anyway. And there was even one pay-per-view that occurred in uh, Europe. I don't remember what it was called. Where uh, there was n- n- nudity. Nudity. And I remember this because I found it uh, when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the pay-per-view was, but I do remember it was March 17th, 1994. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was Trish they, Stratus They were just going... They were just going really uh, full bore into the TV 14 era right then. Yeah, which <laughs> I'm just thinking like the kind of thing they would have done back then has been like, watch this pay-per-view. It's going to have lady nudity. And it's like Mae Young. They did that on one episode. Did you see that? Did you never? Oh, did you not know that existed? I So I, you know what? <laughs> there was a pay-per-view where, I, where it was a, I it was like a contest up. or something. Where, she had like a bikini contest. Yeah, a bikini contest. And it was her, her 98-year-old self or yeah, however you, old she was. You block some things out of your mind. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, I chose to remember her giving birth to the hand. <laughs> oh, just everything with her was awful. Um, <laughs> that's somebody's grandma. Um, so, yeah, and I thought the ending of the Women's Royal Rumble match was really, really good. Yeah. Uh the the thing with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair was fun. A little bit of controversy. A lot of people think that uh, Bianca Belair's feet hit the ground during that yeah. double dangle. It's just white privilege. <laughs> Showing its ugly face. I'm not sure that it did. I think the image that they are using is just showing kind of like the shadow of her foot yeah. getting close to the... And I mean, she's so tall. She's very tall. Well, they both were. Yeah. They both are very tall. Very tall women. Um, but either way, who cares? But yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm amped for it. Um, uh, okay, so the match, you know what? I'm going to save that match for the end. Um, uh, Edge won the uh, 30-man Royal Rumble match, which, again, I, you know, I thought, I thought it had a great ending. It was fun. thought it had some really good moments. Um, I loved the Edge and Christian reunion. Oh, it was great. Touching. Um, excited to see if if Christian does anything. I know Apparently, he's supposed was, to be. Yeah, yeah. I know not everybody was a huge Christian fan, especially there towards the end. Oh no, I've always liked um, it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always liked Christian. I've always liked Edge and Christian. Um, so this is good. And I, like I said, I think I, I really do think he's going to challenge Roman Reigns, and I think it's going to be a pretty pretty good match. Yeah, you know? we both we all called the the Randy Orton bit. Oh yeah. They heard his leg. Okay, well, we'll see you at the very end of the match because yeah. that's a gimmick they've done too just, much. Yeah, it's just one of those two obvious things. <laughs> Del Rio won like that mm-hmm. too. Um, so yeah. Uh, so this match, this match 
would have been the greatest match of the entire pay-per-view. Probably match of the year would have been an instant Matt classic, except for the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, and it was a phenomenal match. I mean, it had everything. One of the best modern versions of going, you know, fighting behind the scenes, you know, fighting in all the different staging areas, catering, jumping off of stuff that's not supposed to be part of a wrestling match. Lot a lot of fun. We we all went, oh, multiple times as things happened. And then... (laughs) We get to the end of the match. <laughs> we get to the third act of the match, if you will. Start falling apart. And, like, it was even that, like... So Kevin Owens uh, handcuffs Roman Reigns to this piece of equipment. Down low. Down low. Where, and he, so where he, he supposedly can't, can't stand up. Referee starts counting. And he's about to get to ten, and Roman Reigns reaches his big old mitts up there and slams the referee into a giant aluminum truss fixture. Mm-hmm. So another referee comes out and starts counting as Paul Heyman comes out with handcuff keys. Handcuff keys, yeah. Because Paul Heyman, that's, he, that's the kind of thing he's going to do. He's going to be sneaky and do it. But Paul Heyman had some trouble getting the handcuff getting handcuffs off and at one point the referee just stopped counting he's like this isn't important seven. and then we see roman reigns just kind of get up and squat each other yeah roman reigns eventually gets up on his feet and squats to to you know justify the stopping of counting but there was at least they would have made it 210 yeah yeah long before that actually occurred but that then then broke the reality of oh he could have stood up there this whole time because yeah. his arm had not moved this entire time. Yeah. Um, so if you're the referee, what do you do? Like, you know, Roman Reigns isn't supposed to lose this match. Right. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there, there needed to be an audible and there was no audible to be called there uh, other than just stop counting. If that had happened in AEW, I can almost promise you Roman Reigns would not be champion anymore because the referee would have just been like, well, I, I can't do anything with this. I gotta, right. I gotta do it. Um, in WWE, I have a feeling that had he gone ahead and counted and been like, "Well, I mean, obviously there's nothing else I can do," he'd have gone back and gotten a severance check. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. would have gotten fired. He'd yeah, have gone so, the way of Mike Kyoto. So the the reality of the of the whole match broke there, of course, but also beyond the fact of what didn't happen. Roman Reigns stuck in that position. Kevin Owens could have been smacking him yeah. around that entire time. Yep. Uh, none of that. He's just standing by him and the ref, just standing by staring, waiting for Paul Heyman to get yeah. the handcuffs off. And then for Roman to just like, okay, I'm done now, and I'm going to bear hug you, and then I'm going to win. And, and Paul, that just felt awful. Paul Heyman uh, revealed that it's not his fault. <laughs> it was not his fault. It was Kevin Owens' fault because Kevin Owens put the handcuffs on backwards, and so the hole was facing the other direction, and Paul Heyman couldn't get the key in. <laughs> and that is that is the story Paul Heyman is sticking to. That's funny. Shouldn't have given him a key anyway. Just give him some bolt cutters. Right? Yeah. 
you look so much cooler when you have one cuff on any way. Like, that would have been so cool. <laughs> um, overall, though, like I said, I, I thought it was a really good pay-per-view. 95% thought, good match. I thought all of the matches were, were really good. Um, like, yeah, that would would have been the greatest match. In a while. In a long, in a long time. time. Would have definitely <clears throat> been the best Roman Reigns match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Didn't happen. But anyway, yeah, still a very, very good pay per view. Yeah. Uh, I was not, uh, not, not uh, displeased with pretty much anything except for that five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like hours, but well, I mean, I am, I am upset that there was no fiend anything because I wanted a fiend something. We we saw Alexa Bliss about to have her fiend moment and then get knocked out and thrown out and it was over. That was the only fiend-esque thing we saw. Um, and I understand they couldn't. They wanted to do the whole Randy Orton thing where he comes back. and They couldn't take it from him. And they kind of paid back for that on the next Raw where they had Alexa Bliss basically ruin the match for him Yeah, there, which was pretty neat. Her sitting up on the, on the uh, turnbuckle and... Black goop pouring out her mouth. That was pretty yeah, fun. That was pretty neat. But uh, I just I expected something. I expected some tease of the fiend's return, and I feel like that's dying out. And I feel like we're we're at the risk of everyone losing interest in a fiend and Randy Orton thing. Yeah, like there wasn't any in this last week's RAW that I can recall. He had a full on match with um, with with uh, McIntyre, and nothing. Really, so I don't know what's going on Who there. Who knows what's happening? Maybe he's hurt. But for what it was, it was great. It was good for review. sure. Well, uh, let us know what you guys thought. Uh, Twitter at two words LTN, um, and let us know what you what you thought of the pay per view. Let us know what you thought of our watch along, and uh, we are going to be doing more watch alongs. We may even be doing some uh, retro watch alongs. Maybe watch some old WCW Bash at the Beach or something and so uh if there was something cool you guys would like to see like if you guys wanted to watch along with us let us know what you guys want to see um uh, when we come back we're going to be talking about the worst gimmicks we can think of keep it here on two words This week in nerd history, up in the sky, look! Nerd history. Now you might think I said that backwards, but the truth is that is exactly how it originally aired on the Adventures of Superman radio serial. 15-minute shows that aired three to five times a week beginning on February 12th in 1940. Only later in the radio series would it eventually be changed to look up in the sky at the beginning of every episode. And there were quite a few other differences as well. In the first few episodes, Superman's home planet of Krypton is located just on the far side of the sun, as opposed to a distant star system, as in most stories. During the journey to Earth, baby Kal-El grows into an adult and emerges fully grown from his ship after it lands on Earth. He is never adopted by the Kents, but immediately begins his superhero career. This was eventually retconned in later episodes to match the narrative of the comic books. 
I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more podcast that was a weird way and welcome yeah. back everybody here we are uh, radio welcome. drive time welcome Bring. back to kmod the st- crappy station nobody likes Kima. Uh, i don't know i don't know who i am anymore welcome <laughs> to the back to the two words podcast and today as we discussed our two words are bad gimmicks whoop, whoop. we know there have been some some bad Bad stuff out there. Some bad characters. We want, we know the gobbledygookers out there. Um, Glacier from WCW. <laughs> Which is basically a Sub-Zero ripoff. Yeah. They, literally, they, got, they got sued for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not exactly what I want to talk about. Because I think there are some bad gimmicks that uh, they went unchecked. B- bad gimmicks on relatively good wrestlers. Yeah. That just shouldn't have worked. Shouldn't have been put on for so long. Just should have been bad. given up on. Yeah. It's bad. Stop it. Stop it right now. You stop this now. Stop this nonsense right now. Sorry. <laughs> the worst um, Michael Jackson. It was a really that was a bad Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> so we're we're also streaming this on on Twitch. We're recording it on Twitch uh, a little early before we post it, and uh, we got a new follow from uh, uh, Hoodmark here, and he has his first suggestion: meet, Sh- meet. Sean Stasiak. Oh as man, meat. do you remember? You weren't you weren't around at that point, but you've seen older stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you weren't around. You existed, I, but you weren't. A, was, you weren't a fan. A you weren't following at that point. Yeah, I remember meat. I don't know that I do remember meat. Ugh, ugh. Let's rem- let's, let's. It was awful. Sean Stasiak, pretty good athlete, and could have made a lot of other things work. Meat was not the thing, but they were throwing everything at the wall back in the in the early nineties or late nineties, early two thousands, just trying to find something edgy and weird. Uh, he looks like a he looks like a hot dog that you left in the microwave too long. <laughs> For every, for every uh, gimmick that worked, like uh, the Godfather or whatever back then, we had ten meats. Meats. <laughs> All this meat. <laughs> this um, beef castle. Meat castle. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> to me, one of the one of the worst gimmicks currently going on um, is Baron Corbin. Mm. It's awful. And I realized something. Baron Corbin is a very talented wrestler. Oh, heck yes. Like, Baron Corbin is... I was watching a Baron Corbin match. I'm like, Baron Corbin... I turned to Hillary and I was like, Baron Corbin is really good. Mm -hmm. Like, he's agile, mobile, hostile, whatever. Um, Remember the Titans? Anybody? (laughs) Um... But like he's he's got he, he has good ring awareness. That thing he does where he runs out of the ring and then like around the ring mm-hmm, post, like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, but just the whole king. I think anytime anybody does a king, mm, mm. King Booker was okay. fantastic. King Booker king is your Booker. King Booker is an outlier. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I agree with you. The the king gimmick outside of Jerry the King Lawler and King Booker. Uh, 
just yeah, it's bad. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Um, Bo Dallas in the believe that can't be his real voice. <laughs> you just have to believe. I mean, I really wish. I read a, I read an article about like a pitch that I think their dad gave about uh, him and and Bray Wyatt basically being a team of some sort, but yeah. going into more Bray Wyatt storyline. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't they do that? Obviously, what's the reasoning behind that? They're, it's they're 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 a, they're a legacy family in WWE or in wrestling in general, you know, make something cool out of both of them. Put him in the Wyatt family and, you know, make it. He had the chops. He could have. Yeah, he just, no, he, he just he really didn't could've. have the same look. And, it, and that, I think that might be the, the point. And it never really made any sense to me because it was like, he'd come up and he'd show all these like inspirational quotes and he'd be like, you just gotta believe. And then he'd like, He'd he'd wrestle dirty and he'd like hit people with signs and mm-hmm. all those weird. It just didn't. It was a weird thing. It, it was didn't a bad make gimmick. any sense. What do you think? Who you got? Uh, so, I mean, I'm gonna go straight to the top. <laughs> I think uh, the okay. Give me a second. I need to gather my thoughts here. I have disliked a lot of Triple H's run post DX. Okay. I didn't like him as the evolution version of himself. Really? I didn't. I mean, I think it, I think, I think, okay. I think a lot of people might've seen it and it worked, but I've always thought that his best role wasn't really the bad guy uh, in that sense, like the evil guy. Yeah. I always thought that his best role was the the DX version. Mm-hmm. And so every time I saw him, any other version other than, you know, the DX playful, I'm going to mess everything up kind of version. Anytime I see him as just the evil sledgehammer guy, I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't pinnacle Triple H. This isn't who I wanted. But that might be because I grew up with him in the DX mode. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him come out of, of, uh. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the the posh snob, the uh, to, uh, the blue blood, yeah, blue blood, to become part of DX and lead it up. I mean, that was the first Raw episode I watched. Yeah. Was the one right after that WrestleMania where he was basically rebooting DX and brought in the New Age Outlaws and X Pac yeah. and all that. And so that might just be me, or it might just be people from that jumped in during that time. But I've 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 not enjoyed it. Yeah. I was thinking about David Flair today. Mm. Cause like your gimmick can't be that you're Ric Flair's kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he made a career out of it. <laughs> he re- he really stretched that out, but so he did. Um, uh, ding dong. Hello. We haven't talked about Bailey. Oh gosh. There are some, and we kind of talked about this on the on the um, the live stream. And there were people that disagreed with us in the chat, but chumps. I just yeah, Bailey should not be <laughs> this heel version of Bailey anymore. No, there there have been some some moments of standing out that uh, that obstacle course thing that she did yeah. with Bianca Belair. I think she played that role perfectly for that bit, that gimmick. Yeah, uh, or I mean that uh, whatever that. 
presentation. Yeah. But overall, she was much better as the the heartwarming little girl always wanted to be in WWE and just here to have fun and kind of thing. The just the original Bailey, the, the hugger. Wacky waving inflatable Wacky wave. That was the coolest intro. So I never fun. got tired of it. It was so much fun. <laughs> um, uh, Wacky waving inflatable tube man. Yeah. Who was it that said it? Which announcer always uh, said it like that? Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon. That's right. <laughs> I had a whole list in my head and I can't remember most of them now. Who greenlit Eugene? Oh, gosh. You, you know, at the time I enjoyed the Eugene character and I didn't really realize how offensive it was because I was a kid, you know, I was a teenager. <laughs> but uh, looking back on it or watch, I've watched some old episodes. I'm yeah. Like, oh, just, oh, this is. And they have no shame good. in it. Yeah. I also you... do not like Hornswoggle <coughs> being a leprechaun. Mini AJ Styles. <laughs> so that's what he is an impact. He's basically. That's true. I saw that. That was great. He came out. Mini Styles. That was fun. That was fun. See, that's a cool gimmick. Yeah. Be that. Don't be a leprechaun. That's too easy. Yeah. That's too easy of a of a bad gimmick. Um oh, dang it. See, I had it and I lost it because I was focusing on Hornswoggle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go to your next one. I'll think of it. Um so an obscure TNA reference. Uh Black Rain. You remember Black Rain? Mm-mm. This was uh this was Dustin Rhodes back in like 2007. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, they, they I did do like remember. A, yeah, like a whole white, almost like Hellraiser type no, face. No. That. <laughs> was that a whole different that one? That was WCW and that was seven. Oh, right. That was okay. the one where he like floated to the ring and they did all these vignettes. He was like yeah. staring into children's homes. And, okay, yeah. Then I don't think I've seen this one. And so Turner, this one? Turner Broadcasting. Called WCW and was like, yeah, we're getting a lot of calls that uh, one of your wrestlers is a pedophile. <laughs> and he's like stalking children. Because his vignettes were like him sitting outside of little kids' windows and just like, you know, like being weird. And then he came out to the ring. So he came out to the ring his first time and was like, would you look at this horse crap? Wow. Um, uh, no, Black Rain was, like was Rain. TNA. Um I'll pull up a picture for you. It was TNA. It was Dustin Rhodes, but they tried to do a, they tried to do like a split personality thing. Um, oh my goodness. And so, yeah. And it's fat Dustin Rhodes too. It's not, it's not skinny it's Dustin not Rhodes. Prime, it's not prime. It's not Dustin. prime Rhodes. It's prime rib Dustin. Um, <laughs> and so what they tried to do was they tried to do, it was a, it, I think it was like a pre abyss of this mm. thing where it was like it was like Dustin Rhodes would be like I got this other personality that wants to come out <laughs> and that was the personality that he let come out and I think it only lasted like three or four months uh, but it was terrible but that leads me into Gold Dust because I think Gold Dust is a terrible gimmick that somebody made work okay like I think I think I think Gold Dust was pitched as like, we'll do it, and if it doesn't work, who cares? It's Dustin Rhodes. Okay. And then Dustin Rhodes took it and was like, I'm gonna make it work one way or another. And he did. By golly, he did. Yeah. I mean, again, you weren't around in the late nineties, early two thousands as a fan. 
where he was coming out wearing ladies lingerie yeah. and uh all it's just all kinds of gross um I'm glad he's finally gotten but in away the later from, years yeah I'm glad he's finally gotten <laughs> away from face painting though there was a point where he, he was does. seriously considering uh getting breast implants for Goldust as the character I mean that's how deep into the weird territory he got well, that's with gold. <laughs> so I, I I heard an interview with him one time, and he said that he got a call from WWE uh, creative, and they're like, "We got this 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 character for you. It's kind of like an androgynous kind of thing." And he's like, "All right, let's do it." And then I got off the phone and picked up a dictionary and looked up the word androgynous and went, <laughs> "Oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be bad." Uh, okay, I got one. Corporate Kane. Uh, corporate Kane was terrible. Corporate Kane was terrible, and it took away was terrible. every bit of remaining mystique that Kane had. Because, I mean, Kane was used as like a serious character for a long time. Then they threw him in with X-Pac, and he was kind of funny. Then back to serious, and then they threw him in with Daniel Bryan later on, and that was a blast. You know, oh, he's, he's talking, he's hilarious, whatever. But you still also felt that he would he could kill you and, you know... A heartbeat with a glance. You know, yeah. there was there was still that overarching, like he's a bad dude. Still, he's a he's a demon on earth kind of guy. Yeah. But then corporate king came around and like, oh, this is just a normal guy. He's just normal. He's a mayor. He's gonna he's be a, a mayor. He's a dude in a suit. He's he's awful, and I hated it. I they ruined Kane. Yeah. Ruined him. Terrible. Ruined. He's ruined. But talking about bad gimmicks that uh, was <laughs> that got. That worked. That eventually got made to work. Uh, I'm gonna give that to Gilberg. Gilberg's bad, terrible gimmick on of accident be, uh, of being a parody of Goldberg. Yep. Nobody is mad when Gilberg shows up now. Like that was supposed to be just kind of a almost a one-off, just you know, punch jab at WCW, just yeah. like all the other parodies that they'd done. But. uh Everybody loves when Gilbert shows up. And that was proven just the other couple weeks ago when they showed up. And still, sure. well, then again, you can't really tell by watching TV anymore because every reaction is like a fake yeah. reaction. Yeah. But I loved it. And everything I read, people loved it. Uh, that and, uh, and, <laughs> and Bernard. Bernard, <laughs> Bernard the, the elf. elf. Bernard. <laughs> Showing his butt crack. Never let him forget that that happened. Um, he didn't want to, man. He's proud of it. Yeah. You're darn right that was my butt crack <laughs> on WWE Raw last night. Uh, do you remember Fake Diesel and Fake Ramon? Fake, fake Diesel Ramon? and Fake Ramon. That was a that was a bad choice. And they played it off as if And that was Kane, too. Fake. Kane was Fake Diesel. Was he? Yeah, it was Glenn Jacobs. You didn't know that? I, did, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. That was pre-Kane right there. Oh, man. <laughs> post the post Isaac things. Ankum and pre-Kane. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was bad. Well, it's kind of like, why, why would y'all do that? Mm -hmm. And who thought, who thought, why did you think you were going to get away and with see, that? I, well, I don't think that they really were think thought, thought they were going to get away with it. I think that this was supposed to be another jab at WCW, but it wasn't thought all the way out because instead it became a pulling out the rug from underneath your own fans yeah. who believed you. 
I, I think they genuinely thought they were going to, you know, poke them in the eye with this one as well, just like with Gilbert, just like with the uh, billionaire Ted skits and the old man macho man and old man Hulk yeah. bits that they were doing. I think this was going to be an, a continuation of that. And instead, people were like, why would you tell us they were coming back and they didn't come back? Yeah. Didn't last Man, very you just long. You just looked down... Uh... Um, Kane's Kane's list like Isaac Yankum, Doomsday, mm-hmm. the Christmas creature. Oh, he was the Christmas creature. U- Unabom, <laughs> like it's amazing he <laughs> he became Kane and like oh, did gosh did his thing. Um, yeah, you know that Stone Cold Steve Austin who got fired from WCW. Went to ECW, barely did a thing except cut a bunch of promos that were yeah. leaning into what his future character would be. Then they brought him to WWE, and instead of leaning into that, they made him the ringmaster for a year. Like, you wasted all that energy that he just applied uh, to his character in ECW. And I think, like, Stone Cold is one of those guys, had he relied on his ability to wrestle, he would not have, he would not have made it. Maybe not. Yeah, no. It's it's, it's his, his is more of a barroom brawl kind of thing. Somebody tweeted at us about um, they thought that the worst it was like a terrible wrestler whose character got them over was Hulk Hogan. It's like, yeah, okay, I can see that. And like you know, when when Flair turned seventy <laughs> all those years ago, and they still came out like people just cheered him because he was Ric Flair. Yeah. You know? I don't know. A um, couple very bad gimmicks with with wrestlers that had chops. Midian and Viscera. Yep. Viscera, Big Daddy V, uh, one of the big guys, but he could do he could do a lot. He could do a lot in the ring. He was king of the ring once. He was one of the kings. He was king v, king yeah, Viscera it, once. But uh, but Midian then Midian was a really good wrestler, but they had him out there. In nothing but like a speedo yeah. and a fanny pack to make it look like he wasn't wearing it, like he was naked. Like, what is the what's the pull here? What's the draw? The naked wrestler. One part of Sting's character and gimmick that I really didn't like was when they lowered him from the rafters. Because, like, it's a cool concept, but he just kind of like I watched it earlier today. And when they were lowering him, he just kind of like hung there. Like he did, kind of look like a rag doll. You ever pick up a cat by the back of yeah. its neck and it yeah. just kind of like sits down? <laughs> like that's what Sting looked like until he got to the ground, and then he's like, he's like ready to hit people with baseball bats. But before that, he's just like, well, hope they don't drop me. That's not a wrong observation. You're right. I can see it clearly in my head. Just beep. it's like you're dropping an action figure. Just beep. then you pose him hanging out. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, I, I know that they can't all be stone cold, mm-hmm. can't all be macho man, can't all be Chris Jericho and the nine different gimmicks that he's had that have all been successful, but I just, I need better. I need better from Baron Corbin. <laughs> and I mi- I, I think just be. go back to end of days, Baron Corbin. That was much better. That's all you have to do. It wasn't the best, but it was b- better than this. Way better. Uh, I'm going to do a hot take, though. Give him the rat tail. Hot take. Hot take time! All three of Mick Foley's gimmicks have been terrible. Garbage! But only he could make them work so well. 
I'm telling to you. where I want to see them all. There's some of these guys that just they <laughs> they were handed they were handed crap and they, and they made polished it and they made something beautiful. <laughs> but you know, I guess as long as there's going to be wrestling, there's going to be bad characters. Mm-hmm. But now, as long as there's going to be bad characters, there's going to be us. I do have one more, please, and this will be another hot take. Okay. I have one who got over with a terrible, terrible gimmick, and that's Goldberg. How dare you? His gimmick made him popular. So it was actually a really good gimmick and a bad wrestler. Oh, he was a terrible wrestler. (laughs) He became the top WCW star. He did not have the chops to be anywhere near that top, but they built that gimmick up so well. In two years, he spent 45 minutes in the ring. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was, it was the, it's the reverse of what we're talking about now. It's, yeah. it's bad wrestlers with great gimmicks. <clears throat> they, uh, yeah, they, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of what you said with Stone Cold. That gimmick, the Stone Cold Steve Austin thing made him something. Yeah. Uh, it, it was his attitude that pushed him over the top and yeah. his ability to brawl as opposed to being a technical wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I think really kudos to Eric Bischoff for, yeah. For making Goldberg work. He took a guy who could not wrestle but had a phenomenal look and said, okay, I can I can work with that. And even to this day, he's still seen as some sort of wrestling royalty with WWE. Yeah. We're all supposed to bow down when he comes in. In 20 years, he spent like six <laughs> minutes in the ring. This match that he had with Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble is the longest one he's ever had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Longer than his entire 172-win streak. So, but anyway, well, that's our show. We thank you for listening in. Uh, if you are if you were listening in on Twitch, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you're listening on LTN Radio, thanks for hanging out on LTN Radio. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, why are you getting in on it so late? You're like literally the last people to hear our podcast. But we love you anyway. We are proud to be a part of the LTN Love Thy Nerd network of podcasts. (laughs) We are proud to be here exclusively on Love Thy Nerd. I should really write this stuff down. Word salad here. (laughs) Love Thy Nerd podcast network, the official wrestling podcast for Love Thy Nerd. The best wrestling podcast on the Love Thy Nerd Network of Podcasts. Do you want me to take over? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have my screen. Tell them, tell, them, tell them how they can get involved, Matthew. All right, guys. Well, first off, follow us on all the socials at uh, two words, LTN. Uh, we, John's actually very active on, on most of that, posting all kinds of funny memes, uh, and commentary throughout the weeks. And, uh, if you want to catch our podcast, you can go to lovethynerd.com and, and catch it there, but you can also find two words on Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, Amazon podcast, all the big boys, and probably a lot of the little ones too. Subscribe, rate five stars, leave comments, you know, all that kind of stuff. Leave a review. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Uh, really good. Really helps us out. Um, but for Love Thy Nerd, you know, we're, we're a part of the uh, LTN radio schedule as well. And we will air on, we air every other Friday, essentially, at 
6 p.m. Eastern Time. So you can listen to us there, intercut with some awesome music and some uh, cool shorts as well. And uh, There's just a whole lot of content. <laughs> my, my oh, gosh. It's so bad. So, uh, such a bad, such a bad line that's going to haunt her forever. For the rest of her life. Uh, if you want to get involved with Love Thy Nerd, uh, financially help support our ministry. I know this doesn't feel like a ministry right now. Let me explain something to you. Love Thy Nerd exists to minister to nerds and nerd culture. And a lot of that has to do with community. It has to do with laughing and talking about nerdy pursuits and things that we love along with you. And that's why we're doing this on Twitch, talking with some of our friends. That's why we're doing this in the podcast. That's why we do it on the radio station. And that's why all of the podcasts and stuff are moving uh, the way they're moving. That's why we're streaming on Twitch, multi-different channels and different friends. All of this, our Discord channel, all of it. All of it is for this community, this network of people who will reach out and love you. And you know what? When you're willing to let down your guard and talk about some of this fun stuff, eventually you're willing to talk about some of the serious stuff too, which includes the fact that above everything else, Jesus loves you, nerd. Thank you for being here with us. And for everyone here at the Two Words Podcast at LTN Radio. My name's John, his name's Matt, and if you're not down with that, well, we got two words for you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>